Hello. Hi, greetings. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We lost Betty White. No, there was a thing, a meme I saw that said that she actually took Betty White, like Betty White took 2021 down in in Fist of Glory so that it couldn't fuck with us anymore. I kind of like that story version better. Yeah. Yeah. That will help me sleep tonight. Betty the White. Betty the White. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe it. 99. (sighs) I just knew she was going to live forever. I'm really, like, upset about this. And we lost Madden. John Madden, right? John Madden. The guy who made some Madden, the football games. Sounds like a Madden person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was really cool. Really cool guy. I didn't know him personally, but yeah. still really cool. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Let's just Never clarify it. this. Um, how was your new year? It wasn't too bad. Um, we may or may not have had um, fireworks. Uh, but we went to a little dirt lot that was off of the property, you know, uh-huh. and we did our little sparklers and we had things called zips and we did those. And at midnight we lit our two big ones and holy God, they were big and loud. And <laughs> my husband had one called space monkey, but we called it the screaming monkey or screaming oh, okay. primate because the video that they showed us had like whistles you know, oh, so I was like, I was thinking, okay. I was like, fuck, if we're going to set this off at midnight, we'll we'll save it till last. Yeah. So I set off this one called Solar Flare. OK, that which, sounds loud. No, because it didn't say that it made noise. It just said it shot balls of color, you know, whatever's. And I was like, OK, uh-huh. we'll do this one and then we'll do the screaming monkey one. Uh-huh. Girl. That solar flare was louder than the fucking monkey. Okay. <laughs> and so we set them both off, right? And then I guess that finally got the attention of one of the apartment residents who yelled, hey. And then came and ran out, right? And he's standing on his porch and he's just looking. And we're as still as we can fucking be. Like, if you don't move, he can't see us. Yes. But which is funny, and it worked, because my husband had to retrieve a rogue fucking projectile that bounced off of one of the cars into the parking lot. So he went over there to grab it and he's like, I can't see anything over here. We have picked the perfect place. And I was like, thank fuck. So don't move. He won't see us happen to work. And we were both in really dark clothing. Wow. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So he kept like looking out his window, trying to see something. But you know, we stood there for like five minutes and not fucking moving. (laughs) (laughs) But it blending, was good. Yep, blending, blending. He'll never see us. Um, and then when we were certain he wasn't going to look anymore, we went over and put bottles of water on the big containers. And then we picked up most of our debris. And then uh, we threw it away in one of the communal bins. But yeah. And then we came back up here and it was like 15 after midnight. And we did a little toast and then stayed up till 2 a.m. Very nice. Doing nothing. Well, I just called you this year. You did, but my phone was on Do Not Disturb, and I was very sad. I was like, well, Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your New Year other than drunk? Uh, it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, we had daiquiris and stayed in, and uh, it got really, like, eerie, foggy. And we were okay. just like, we just stay in. And, of course, everybody was talking about all the cops being out and all yep. the checkpoints and you know, with it being rookie night, uh, we were just like, mm, we're not gonna, we're just gonna stay in and have daiquiris and play video games and yep. smooch at midnight and drunk dial my friend because she's still, it's almost midnight. She still hasn't drunk dialed me and I'm kind of curious what's going on. So. Yeah, I didn't get drunk because I was <sighs> playing with fire. So. Yeah, that's very wise. Kept all Probably. my phalanges intact. Very nice. Yeah. And then New Year's Day. Uh, we binge watch, uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix. Okay. Cause the new season's out. So we binge watched that. And then we, um, went and played poker with Scooter at the golf course. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was really nice. We didn't win any money. The pot was $200 and we were doing, I was doing really good. And then Eric, he had to bet, and I was like, "Well, screw you! I'm just going all in." And he won Sabrina. all my money. <laughs> <laughs> he won all my money, but 
you know, it's okay. I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. There was like 10 people there. And so it was a lot of fun. He didn't win either, but he did make it to the final three. So oh, nice. he did pretty good. He did yeah. pretty good, yeah. So, but good times were had now. Yeah. That was it. Just really relaxing. Yeah. No craziness, no nothing. But for next year, we're planning three spots, maybe. We're, we're going to try to go either to New York, Las Vegas, okay. or somewhere in Australia. If, you well, know, there you go. travel's open back up. So that'll be our next new year. <gasps> I can have a new year in the future. What? A future Aust- new year? Yeah, if I go to Australia, it'll be a whole day before. That is true. Yeah, look at that. If only they oh. had teleporting machines. I don't think I could handle new year than new year again. I don't I think can. I could. You could do it. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I mean, you're already jacked up when it comes to New Year's anyways, because you don't know what year it is. You don't know what day it is. You're just like, fuck, what the fuck just happened to me? And now if you do that twice, plus jet lag, whew. Not if, but you, if you're teleporting. You, well, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Hmm. Very interesting. All right. Well, we gave two weeks. We can about, talk about it now? To talk about spoilers on The Witcher. So, so spoilers you, on The Witcher, if, if you, you haven't watched it. Yep. Just ignore this. Fast forward for the next minute. <laughs> it's going to be longer than a minute. Five minutes. It'll be longer than a minute. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. It's the spoiler because I'm going to do it. Okay, I gotta do it. Okay, it's their fucking dad. I know. Like, talk about a fucking mind bend, and that's the very last second of the very last episode. Like, what? Yeah. Mind fucking blown. Yeah, I thought for sure it was the bald guy, or it was the the owl, whoever the owl was going oh, to. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, the weird wizard, mm-hmm. creepy dude. Yeah, I do not. The one like that him. lost his hands. Yes. And their fake hands. Oh, yeah, that guy. Not him and the bald guy and that other bald wizard oh, no, guy. Yeah. They're two different people. Two different people. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah, bald okay. guy was my my original guest. Just because he was so weird and like. Fucking shady? Yeah. Super yeah. shady, right? Yeah. And then I thought it was maybe the. I didn't know who it was, man. I didn't know. It and was crazy. The fucking elf woman. Badass bitch. She's like, you kill my baby? Okay, we'll play this fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. I did not. I was so excited that they got to have a baby. And then when the baby died, I was like, oh, this is not good. And like, it was the fucking, the wizard chick. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? I know. Hut, hut. <sighs> hut, hut. Yeah. In the woods. Yeah. Turn your back on the wood woods. Turn your front to me. I don't. Like- yeah, I think so. Oh, Jennifer lost her powers. Yeah, because a fucking witch, bitch. And then she gets him back. Like, yeah, because she made the ultimate know. sacrifice. And then I thought, I thought for sure, I, I knew that what's her name, little Miss uh, Princess Steel, blondie Siri. chick Siri. I knew Siri was going to try to become a witcher. Yep. What are we looking at? Anytime I talk about The Witcher and Siri is mentioned, my pod re- activates. Oh. So I was just making, oh. <laughs> making sure it didn't activate. So I knew when he took her to The Witcher castle, if you yeah. will, like she was going to end up being a Witcher. Yeah. But then I didn't know her blood would actually be the, like, the, help make more. Yeah. So they, we could have more Witchers now. Well, yes. but. The one chick that sniffed her blood and her face got all fucked up. Yeah. Like, why? Question mark. I think she was. There was something to do with the powers of her blood. And she was trying to prove something and it backfired. Because wasn't the blood that they got made like the little the other mage did something to it to help make the witchers. 
And that's the blood that he took was the one that was already made for making witchers. So I wonder if she was trying to make herself a witcher and it said, fuck you. Yeah, because she didn't go about the process. I don't know. It probably would have killed her. Yeah. I just knew for sure she was going to finish that obstacle course, though. For sure. And then, yeah, she almost had it. Like, she almost had it. Yeah. She almost had it. Like, oh. That at least gets you an honorary witcher achievement. Right? Some kind of it. Well, it did earn her respect amongst the witchers. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Witchers, yeah. And then the amount of them that died. Oh, I know. Like, holy like, fuck. Yeah. They were dropping like flies. But I mean, did you see the thing come out of the portal? Like, yeah. two of them? They were like dinosaur, raptor. Lizard, dragon thing. things. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Like, how did they create something like that? Made out of the shards shit. They did a really good job in the very beginning of that with the chick that walked on the wall. Yep. And the way her eyes were and everything. They did so good with that. And then she just, like, sheds her human form and flies off. Then she dies. Spoiler, she dies. Yeah, it was like a Beauty and the Beast fucking scenario thing going on in there. Very fucked up version of Beauty and the Beast, but yeah, not- yeah. yeah, that's what it was, though. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, it was a good season. I enjoyed it much more than season one. Yeah. A lot less back and forth bouncing around. But now I feel like I need to go back and watch season one because I didn't watch it before watching Witcher 2. Mm. So I feel like maybe there was a little hint of something in there. No. N- nothing? To make it think that it was her dad this whole time? No. No, because her dad's the little porcupine guy that wants to marry Siri's mom in the beginning. Yes. At the huge. Yeah. And then Queen Mother's like, no, go fuck yourself. Fuck fate. I'm saying this is not going to happen. And then Siri's mom goes all fucking ballistic and starts the tornado and raises them. Well, raises them up. Yeah. And it becomes a thing, like they're a thing, and yeah. then they just disappear. Like, I can't remember. No, she comes back down. The witcher goes through and, like, throws something at her to, like, get her to break out of her. Yeah. Crazy. And they fall to the ground. And he, the guy's like, well, thank you so much, you know, uh, for saving my life and all this. Yeah. And the witcher's like, that's how he gets his child surprised. He was like, well, then whatever yeah. the saying is and they were like oh, what did you do and then she throws up and then it cuts scenes okay so they don't but in the second one they say that the parents because they do when she goes into that trance when Siri goes into the trance they say that the parents got on a ship and the ship wrecked yeah so that's how they die but it doesn't show that in the first one and you don't ever see them die Clearly, you don't ever see them. The dad's die. fucking alive. Dad's alive. So now I'm wondering where's mom. Exactly. Oh, she, he probably killed her. You think he killed her? Uh, I would think so. Or she's hostage somewhere. And how do they know? Well, and it wasn't very clear in the second one because you know she comes back to when she's a baby. She's in that trance. She goes into the room. She's a baby. Her mom and dad are going. You know, if people find out. They're going to try to kill her. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. That's why they get on the boat. But how do they know what her blood does? How do they know who she is, like, the gene-wise? Well, the only reason they figured out the blood is because every time she cut herself, she would bleed purple flowers. I know. Yeah, but how did how did the parents know? Because when she's in that trance, the parents are talking about what sh- who she is and what she represents. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in season three. Stay tuned. <sighs> It's crazy. I know. But it was so so good. Like, I want to watch it again. I binged the shit out of that. Well, watch it again. Who's stopping you? Nobody. Okay. Myself. I'm stopping myself. Welcome to adulthood. I know. Do whatever the fuck you want. You do what you want (laughs) when you want. Just make sure your bills are paid or you'll be doing what you want when you want outside. Yeah. When you get a paycheck. (laughs) But yeah. So that that, that was good. Mm. I really like season two. And the bard comes back, and that's so exciting. Oh, my God. I was so excited. And Unifer did such a great job playing his wife. Yeah, being drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I knew nice. I'd find you nice. here. 
That was really good. That was great. The band's back together, guys. Oh, and then when uh, Gerald fucking gets him out of jail. Oh, yeah. And he just hugs him and he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was very, yes. Yes. It was good. That was good. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's our Witcher spiel. Yeah. You're safe to continue listening at this point. Uh, One last thing. I'm a genius to myself. And when I did my leave request, I asked for Monday off. Look at you. Winning. So I don't have to go back to work till Tuesday. Wow, that's nice. I'm not that lucky. I have to go to work tomorrow. There's probably like 9,000 charts now. It's a new year. I know. New year, new (laughs) charts. And all the stupid insurances can't get their shit together. Sounds like insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like TRICARE. No, the dentist TRICARE. that my husband went to couldn't figure mm-hmm. out how to file the paperwork to TRICARE. Mm. And after, I think, three months of attempt- attempting, even though mm-hmm. TRICARE told them what to send, they sent my husband the bill instead. Wow. So my husband called TRICARE and they're like, no, we've told them a you know handful of times that these are the forms we need, and they have yet to provide that to us. So you just call them on Monday and tell them to call us <laughs> because your cleaning was covered. Free. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it's really not hard to find paperwork. Google is amazing if you're right. looking for a form. I'm just saying. I don't understand Amazing. It. And Google even has these wonderful forms that you can fill out right there save it to your desktop filled out yeah fill out and you can either email it you can fax it you can print it out and fax it i mean come on people you can print it out fucking stick it in an envelope throw a stamp on that bitch and mail it Mm -hmm. yeah you can do that we have claims addresses everywhere yeah Yeah, crazy how technology works anyway anyway well, look at you going have an extra day off. I know. I don't know if I'm excited about that. I like I am, but I'm not. But I am. Well, that gives you a four like, day work week. all day to watch The Witcher. We all know what you're doing Ooh, on Monday. Ooh, Witcher. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. You're welcome. I uh, also, you know, because here we are, Mimosa. Um, I spent all morning rearranging my kitchen. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, all of the cabinets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Got, I have a whole box full of bullshit just to get rid of. Figured That's I'd donate nice. it to, like, a little donate thing. Yeah. Mm, I have about 20 cookbooks that I haven't opened since I bought them. Oh, perfect. Figured okay. no point in keeping that, so yep. I'll donate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Well, yeah, everything is organized and we can't find anything, but it's organized. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's usually what happens. So, but I had, I had fun. And I told my husband, cause he came in there and started telling me like, what are you doing? Why are you putting it in there? I was like, you need to leave. Like, get out. You're already stressing me out. And I haven't even fucking started yet. I have two cabinet doors open. Go away. <laughs> and he hugged me. He's like, are you sure you don't need me in here? I was like, I do not need your help. This is one thing I do not need your help with. Got this. this yes. Is, this is on me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need this right now. I kind of did that a little today. I didn't rearrange anything, but I did go through the entire house and get rid of all of the trash. Yep. Yep. Since tomorrow trash gets picked up. Nice. I went through the entire house. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that was fun. And I cooked dinner in my crock pot. I love my crock pot. It was good. Okay. Wait, what'd you make? Oh, the crack cocaine chicken. Crack chicken. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine clams. <laughs> yeah, we did not have cocaine clams. You don't have any cocaine clams? We don't have any cocaine clams, but oh, we did man. have crack chicken, uh, crack which chicken. is the chicken, cream cheese, uh, ranch, you know, spices. Put uh, in the crock. Do you buy like the whole chicken or do you buy chicken boobies? No, just the chicken boobies. Chicken. But actually, 
tonight we did it with chicken tenders. Like, you can buy the little oh, yeah. tenders. So we did that in there, and then I started, like, you cook it on high. The tenders cook a lot faster than the breasts. Yep. Just FYI, so you don't need the full six hours or four hours on high, depending on if you're high or low cooker. Um, And the chicken just fell apart, and I mixed it all together, and, oh, it was so good. So what do you eat it on? Uh, we made sandwiches this yeah, okay. time, but we've done like quesadillas. We've put it in a bowl and just ate it by itself. <gasps> Could you make like a cracked chicken taco salad type thing? Mm-hmm. We've done that. Crack chicken salad, cracked chicken. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good. Put some crunchies on there. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you could do like Doritos. We have not tried the Doritos. Like either, I feel like Cool Ranch would be ranch overkill, but you could try like the sweet chili ones. Yeah. Ooh, that's an idea. We've got ideas, people. We've got ideas. This is why we have a podcast to yeah. record our ideas <laughs> and surprise you. <laughs> With random With topics. Random topics. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can. My story is very short. Um, I searched all day and I debunked one of the stories that I found, which made me very sad and I didn't want to talk about it. So then I found this one and it's interesting, but I couldn't find like a lot of stories. Okay. But before we do this, can I go pee? Yes. Yes. I just want to let you know you looked kind of crazy talking to yourself and I don't know if you were singing or leaving me a fancy note but I don't even know who's editing I you're gonna have to edit now just because of that (laughs) because I let you write the song okay (laughs) nice did you get to finish it I did am I I leaving it in the podcast Probably not, (laughs) but I do want you to message me when you get to that part. Okay. And I am, can you start, I'm also going to do this and we can edit this part out if you want to as well, but I was going to do like our favorite moments of 2021 and do like a little clip, Okay. but it's all together and I'd have to go through each individual one. So if you find a clip that you really like. Just clip it, move it somewhere, save it as like clip one or clip two. You know, we'll just do that. And that way you and I both know that that's like something favorite of your part or my part, whatever we're editing that we really love. And at the end of the year, we'll kind of mash it all together somehow and post that on like Patreon or something. Yeah, okay. Like the 2022 hits or something. Perfect. Yes. All right. Anyways. Okay. Welcome back, Sarah. Ah, Thanks. Did everything come out okay? It did. You good? All right. It was perfect. Okay. Well, I left you a wonderful song that you're going to love. Thanks. Okay. Depending on the song, I might just leave it in here for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I think that should be a Patreon thing. I'll message you. (laughs) I really think that should be a Patreon thing. You should have to pay to hear that song. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sabrina's starting her singing career in the background. Oh no, not I've not quit my day job, y'all. No, 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 no. That was just strictly for fun. Okay. 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 Anyways, where are we going? Where are you taking it? So funny enough, we're going to Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, to Uluru. And this story is. In my life, world's most haunted places book. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's called the Curse of the Rock. The Rock. The Rock, because there is this giant red rock in the middle of Australia. Okay, and it's owned by the Aboriginal people. Okay, Anangu. 
people is what they are, but the word actually means people. So like the name of the tribe means people. Oh, okay. Okay. So people say that the rocks of this particular rock of Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, a lot of people that uh, have traveled to this area to sightsee it or even climb it because before they banned climbing it in 2000 and either 17 or 19, uh, people used to, you know, scale it and whatnot, and they would take rocks as souvenirs. Okay. Well, for as long as the park rangers can remember, they have received packages of rocks back called sorry rocks, and most of the times they have letters attached. And it's people returning the rocks that they have taken as souvenirs because they believe the rocks to be cursed. Okay. They've, like, a lot of tourists have noticed, like, upon taking the rock with them, like, bad luck has followed them everywhere. Family members and friends around them have fallen ill or died. Uh, Their cars break down or they have, you know, really bad wrecks. And so, like, crazy shit. I'm surprised the planes didn't fall out of the sky. Who knows? So, these rocks get returned, and they range anywhere from, like, a tiny little pebble to, I think the biggest rock they had was, like, over 300 kilograms. No, it was over 30 kilograms. Wow. That is a hefty-ass rock. Like, how the fuck yeah. did you get that thing home? And I want to say that one came from France. Wow. Okay. So. That's one hell of a shipping charge, just FYI. <laughs> Yeah, like what? Like, and not only that, but you have to mail back a rock. Um, in the in this Life magazine, it says that, and depending on when this was written, oh, twenty twenty one. Okay, so for the time of this article, the ranger that you know was interviewed said that they've received. Sorry, rocks ranging from like small little fragments to up to 70 pounds. Uh, and they were sent back to Australia from tourists all over the world that have taken taken them. Um, Damn. Most of the times in the letters that they write, it says that the tourists believe that the rock was cursed and they were just returning it, you know, to possibly get the curse removed from them. Um, many of the packages contain apologies and about a quarter list tragedies that followed them after they have taken the rock. Wow. Um, one of the British tourists wrote that things were good in my life before I took some of the Uluru home with me. But since then, my wife has had a stroke and things have worked out terribly for my children. We have nothing but bad luck. Um, others describe breakups, illnesses, and even deaths. Um... One park manager said it's just a weird phenomenon. We stack them up in boxes, and every now and then we try to return them to the mountain so that the people's bad luck is dissolved. Um, another like article that I read said that the process to get the rocks back to that mountain require that they get intercepted when they get shipped in, and then they have to be decontaminated and cleaned before they can even go back out. Wow. Most of the time, like, a lot of the rocks don't actually return to the mountain itself. They get broken up further and then put, like, as um, filler for holes or, you know, walkways or whatever. So they're used in the area, but not the mountain itself. Yeah. Um, Does course, that fuck up the the bad luck? I mean, do the people still have the bad luck? They, uh, that's uh, in the bottom of this article. It says that there have never been any letters saying, you know, I'm guessing you put the rock back because all my bad luck is gone. Like, they don't ever receive, right. <laughs> like, they don't ever receive that. So they're assuming that, you know, the bad luck goes away once the rock returns. Um, so Uluru and its environs have been home to the Arab, uh, Aboriginal people for over 10,000 years. It stands at 1,150 feet tall. It's made out of sandstone. Um, according no to... Clams. Huh? No, no cocaine clams. I know. They're not... So sad. Yeah, it's, it's not, not layers of 
rock under the ocean and then <laughs> um so it's said to be haunted by the Anangu people uh just due to the longevity of this being within their possession um yeah. it's actually written into like their folklore it's written into their songs like they wow. they have worshiped this area for a long time um it's animalistically inhibited by hundreds of ancestral beings, so it is said to be haunted by the people, plants, and animals of the past. Oh, wow. Okay. So for the, the Aboriginal people, they call the sacred sites my grandmother or my grandfather. And before climbing Uluru was banned, anytime somebody would climb it to the, the local people, that was an act of sacrilegious desecration. So oh, they took damn. personal offense to people climbing this mountain because it's not yeah. like it's an ancestral landmark and it's inhibited by the spirits of their people and animals and plants. Yeah. Um, they like some of the Aborigines say that it's not actually cursed, like their people never put a curse on it. It's just a half chance that, you know, all of a sudden you have bad luck. But, you know. We'll, we'll move on from there. It's first. Um, but it, it does say that, you know, people shouldn't climb on it. It's not a real, it's not the real thing about this place. The real thing is listening to everything. So they consider that like very sacred. Oh, it says it here in October 2019, they banned it because the more that people climbed it, the more uh, environmental damage that was occurring. And of oh, course, no. People are fucking people, and they don't take care of things that aren't theirs. So, of course, mm-hmm. they were trashing the place, not taking yeah. care of things. Um, and so, in 2019, the Australian government kind of just said, here you go, people, take your rock back. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's allowed to touch your rock. Well, it used to be called Ayers Rock. Like, that's what most people would know it as. But, again, the Aboriginal people got that namesake back. So, it's Uluru. And if you get... You know, like if, even the Australians will tell you off, like, don't call it Ayers Rock. It's not like it's through yeah. the Um, So they they have their rock back. Um, but even after the banning of the, the climbing, people still take chips of, you know, rock or bigger fucking pieces of rock. Like, I still don't know how these people get it out of that area. Um, and they still continue to receive the sorry rocks along with letters. But yeah, like I thought that was very interesting. It's a very short story, but I thought that was really interesting. It does say though, if you get busted picking up pieces of Uluru, it's up to an eighty five hundred dollar fine. Wow, U.S. dollars. They're not fucking around. No, they usually don't in Australia. Um, so yeah, but I, I tried to find stuff about like the curses and stuff, but outside of just the same kind of story, you know. I took this rock on an adventure. I thought it would be cool. looked really neat. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, I lost all my money. My dog ran away. Car broke down kind of thing. It's like a country song. But. Oh, wow. With an Australian rock. So. I just. Very short story. But I thought it was pretty cool. Um, that is cool. There is one guy. Who. Traveled there. All right. So. Uh, one of the stories. Stories in 2017, the guy's name is Stephen Hill. Um, he took a 3,000 kilometer road trip from Canberra just to return a small piece of rock that he took from Uluru. And he can hold it in his hand, like it's just. And he took it because it looked really neat. One and two, he wanted a souvenir from you know his adventures. Yeah. Um, he's like, but after taking the rock in the first couple of weeks after he took it. He was struck by a really uh, long streak of bad luck, including car accidents, expensive repairs, and I think that was it. Oh, no. uh, The day that he took it, uh, his car, like, as he was driving along, was, like, kangaroos jumped into it. Like, that's not unusual in Australia because those jokers run around wild everywhere. Like, when Damien and I were there doing a road trip, we would see them just hanging out on the side of the road and stuff. So it's not like that. It's just unfortunate that these jokers yeah. jumped into your car. <laughs> but but yeah, um, he actually took a road trip in 2017 to return the rock back to the place he found it. He's like, fuck this. I, sure. I ain't playing around anymore. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. did he like do a follow up or something? Like yeah, since he, he returned he, the rock? Uh, I, I didn't find anything saying it. He just said like the minute he put it back, he just felt, you know, relief because I'm yeah. sure he was like, fuck, this is the end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no more bad luck. And, uh, but yeah, I just said like I was willing to take that trip. Like I didn't want to mail it back. I felt like, I, you know, since I was the idiot that took it in the first place, I should be responsible for putting it back. Yeah. So, but most people just mail them back and write, you know, their sob story and please put it back. What happens if like their rock ends up getting smashed into smaller rocks and goes fills in a pothole? I don't know. It doesn't really talk about that. Like, again, every story, like every time I pulled up the article, it would talk about Stephen Hill and his trek back and then just the mass amount of sorry notes, like sorry letters and sorry rocks that the government would have received. Now, my question is, is if you're mailing this back, you know, to the ranger, do you put your address on it? No. I wouldn't because, like. Fuck no. You are not returning (laughs) it to the You're not sending me a fine, like, I'm doing my part to return this. But, yeah. Yeah, no, no, fuck that. Or I'll put somebody else's address if they need an address to go back to, but that address is... Actually, I'd probably put the Australian government's address both places. (laughs) That's where it needs to go. You've mailed it from yourself to yourself. Exactly, exactly. You can... I'm just... mm -mm. But... I'd like, I think that story is also kind of cool because I was somewhere one time. I wonder if it's a respect thing, too. Well, yeah. Because, it, like, again, it's not your fucking land. It's not your stuff. Yeah. But I was on, where was I at? Deployment in Honduras. And we were at some location and they had some really cool rocks. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And somebody's like, I wouldn't take that if I were you. I've heard that, you know, if you take rocks from places like this, that you'll be cursed. So it's not just Australia. Oops, my bad. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Get out of my Let me get all this dirt <laughs> off. So, but, like, imagine if I did, you know, come home with this fucking rock. I wonder if I would be cursed. That's one of those things where I'll just ask Jesus about it later. I don't want to find out right now. You know, just. I, I don't know. Like, what? You take a pretty rock and you're cursed. It's going to fuck you up for rocks. Go down to the beach. There are plenty of rocks that are not cursed. They're pretty. They've been shaped by the waves and the sand. Go get you one of them. They're safe. Go to a lake. Go get you one of them rocks. But what if the lake is, like, is owned by. You know, the local people, the the Aboriginal people, or the native people. Then give a blessing before taking the rock. I don't think that's how that works. You would have to Go get like one of the natives, a baby cow, and take the rock. Maybe not that drastic, but can you could ask 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 the lake? Can I have your rock, please? If the lake spoke back, I would fucking leave the rock. <laughs> That could be your first sign. Yeah. You don't be in that area. <laughs> so I'm just going to put this back down. But yeah, like I thought that was interesting. So there that you go. really cool. Very short story. Very interesting. Short it is. It is really topic. interesting. I, too, have a very short story. Oh, that good. Is- <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. We're going to no, start we this year it. off with a very short podcast. But it's very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. And we also, The Witcher kind of took up some time too. So, got this. So, my story is on, okay, I'm going to butcher this name. And I had Google tell me how to say it like 500 times. Yep. Okay. That's, yep. I feel that. I've done that. Okay. It's Issei Sagawa is this person's name. He is clearly Japanese. Yes. Okay. You know, can we just real quick before you start? I legit was going to do a story about Japan, but I might save it to the next one. I just want to let you know that because we're both in the same area. Anyway, we, we I mean, we're really on the same page in the same book right now. Honestly, yes. okay. I'm, I'm feeling so Issei Sagawa Sagawa. Um, I really just want to call him 
Izzy because it's I-S-S-E-I. And anyways, Mr. Sagawa is known as Pang or the Cody Cannibal. Uh, He is a Japanese murderer, cannibal, and necrophilia known to have killed a friend in Paris in 1981. Wasn't even in his hometown. He was on a fucking trip. Just saying, this guy, this story, I'm going to inappropriate laugh at times because <laughs> that is the only way I can get through this story, okay? <laughs> there are parts that make me feel really uncomfortable, so just to full make it disclosure. Comfortable, <laughs> she laughs. I laugh inappropriately. Okay. All right. All right. Mr. Sagawa was born on April 26, 1949 in Kobe uh, to wealthy parents. His father was a business businessman who served as president of Kurita Water Industries, and his grandfather was an editor for Ashi Shimbun. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Sagawa was born prematurely, mm-hmm. and it was reported he was small enough he could fit in the palm of his father's hand. Obviously, with a premature birth, you're going to have some problems. He immediately developed a disease of the small intestines. He did recover after several injections of potassium and calcium with saline. So clearly, he was his whole life dealt with fragile health information. He also became an introvert um, that led him to developing a strong interest in literature. Not a bad way to go. No. Okay. Um, Mr. Sagwa attended schools. These names, guys. I am so sorry. If you're from Japan, I apologize. I know I'm screwing this up. Kamakra and Kanagwa. Nailed it. Sounds (laughs) Where he first experienced cannibalistic desires while he was in the first grade after seeing a man's thigh. So he saw a man's thigh and was like, hmm, got to get me a piece tasty. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, literally. Um, in 2021 interview with Vice, Sagwa reported that as youth, he partook in bestiality with his dog and experienced cannibalistic desires for women. I don't know if that was at the same time. <laughs> but. But. There's that inappropriate. Sorry, I've got to do something to get through this. Uh, So he later attended, I'm going to say it's Waco University, W-A-K-O. I do know that it's located in Tokyo, um, but uh, he got his master's degree in English literature there. At the age of 24, while attending the university, he followed a tall German woman home broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. He intend, His intention was to cannibalize her by slicing off part of her butt and sneaking away with a small part of her flesh. But she woke up. Of course. Pushed him to the ground. Uh, he was later cap- captured by police and charged with attempted rape. He did not confess his true intentions to authorities, so they had no idea that his intentions were to cut her butt off. Get a so nice he could eat it. roast. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, his charges of attempted rape were ultimately dropped when his father paid a settlement to the victim. Oh, okay. Daddy got him out of trouble that time. Yep. In 1977, at the age of 27, he moved to France to pursue his PhD in literature. Um, in Paris. He has said that while residing in Paris, almost every night he would bring home a prostitute and then try to shoot them, but for some reason his fingers would freeze up and he couldn't pull the trigger. Okay, we're getting into it now, guys. We're getting into it. On June 11th, 1981, Sagawa, then 32, invited Sorbron classmate Renee heart heart bit a dutch woman to dinner at his apartment under the pretext of translating poetry for a school assignment he planned to kill and eat her 
Having selected her for her health and beauty characteristics, he felt he lacked. <sighs> okay. Sagwa considered himself weak, ugly, and small. He was only four foot nine. Uh, he claims he wanted to absorb her <laughs> energy. Uh, she was 25 years old and five foot ten. So he thought maybe if he ate her, he would grow a few inches. No, that's not how that works. But give it a go. Uh, after she arrived, she began reading the poetry at the desk with her back to him when he shot her in the neck with the rifle. Sagawa said he fainted after the shock of shooting her, but woke up. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I know it's not appropriate. <laughs> but he woke up with the realization he had to carry out his plan now. <laughs> so, he had sex with her corpse, but he could not bite into her skin because his teeth were not sharp enough. So, he left the apartment, purchased a butcher knife, Sagawa consumed various parts of her body, eating most of her breasts, face, either raw or cooked. While raw? saving... Oh, yes. Okay. Raw or cooked. Okay. While saving other parts in his refrigerator. He also took photographs of her body during each eating stage. So when he went back for more... He'd take pictures so he could see what it like okay. documentation. Yeah, yep. Um, so he then attempted to dump the remains of her corpse into the lake, uh, carrying her dismembered body parts in two suitcases, but was caught in the act and arrested by French police four days later. Like, did he in suitcases? Okay, you know what. Oh, uh, it gets better. It, you think. Your I'm, story's much better than mine. Just want to throw that oh, out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here I'm talking <laughs> about Curse Rocks, and meanwhile, <laughs> I got four foot tiny man. <laughs> yes, tiny man. Okay. So, Sagwa's wealthy father provided a lawyer for his defense. So, he gets caught. Daddy comes in to give him a lawyer. Is his After dad, like, oblivious to his son? I think it's just, it's a family thing. Like, you want to. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Dad gets him a lawyer. Okay. Dad gets him a lawyer. After being held for two years awaiting trial, Sagawa is found legally insane and unfit to stand trial by a French judge. This judge orders him to be held indefinitely in a mental institution. Fair enough. Okay. If you're mentally unstable, you need to go somewhere because you can't be free, right? I feel like this is about to take a really bad right turn. After a visit uh, by an author, Sagawa's account of his killed was published in Japan's under the title In the Fog. Sagawa subsequently uh, publicized and was treated like a celebrity, um, likely contributed to the French authorities' decision to deport him back to Japan, where he was immediately committed to a mental hospital in Tokyo his examining psychologists all declared him sane and found sexual perversion was his sole motivation for murder. As the charges against him in France had been dropped, the French court documents were sealed and were not released to Japanese authorities. Subsequently, Sagawa could not legally be detained in Japan. Sagawa checked himself out of the hospital on August 12th, 1986, and remained free since that day. He has continued. His freedom has been widely criticized. He's free. He never went to jail. Yeah, never. Never. So between 1986 and 1997, Sagawa was frequently invited to be guest speakers and commentator uh, in 1992, he appeared on a film. I'm not even going to try the Japanese version, but Unfaithful Wife is the name of it in English. Uh, he has written books about the murder. He has commented on it. Um, he 
wrote a book in 1997, Kobe Child Murderers. So he's writing about other murderers. Uh, he's a very well-written author, apparently. He also writes restaurant reviews. Oh, my God. He can no longer... Um, but now he can no longer find publishers for his writing and has struggled to find employment due to the fact that he's a he's fucking murderer. So open about eating and murdering someone. Um, in 2005, Sagawa's parents died and he was prevented from attending their funeral, but repaid the creditors um, and moved into public housing. He receives welfare benefits. Um, in an interview with Vice in 2011, he said that being forced to make a living while being known as a murderer and a cannibal was terrible punishment. In 2013, Sagawa was hospitalized for a cerebral infraction, which permanently damaged his nervous system. He now lives alone and needs daily assistance, which is provided by his younger brother or from caregivers. I was waiting for you to tell me that, like, from 86 to 97, he continued to eat people, but. I feel like that's something you can't just turn off. Right? Or maybe he was so busy doing interviews, he just couldn't, like, he couldn't find time to sneak into somebody's house. When has that ever happened? I don't know. But clearly it did. Or he got smarter about how he hid the bodies. Yeah. Boiled those bones down. That's what he did. Mm. He lived free. Could you imagine if that was your neighbor? (gasps) Could you imagine if that was your fucking daughter? Oh, God. I would be a pissed off Dutch woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, hoping. That during that time frame, 1986 to 1997, he was just in the spotlight all the time that he couldn't fuck up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And, I mean, it sucks for the victim and the victim's family because they got no justice. No justice for their daughter. None. And, whew, whew. I, I mean, part of me thinks I'd jump on a plane and just go put a bullet in his head. If the, you know. Like, I'll fucking I mean, serve time. <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck? But, like. Wait, wait. Can you just send me back to, you know, Paris? Because uh, clearly, you know, they can't go country-wise. I don't know. Crazy. Is that not crazy? And then, Ooh. like, not only did he interview and talk about it and write books about it, but then he turned around and said, oh, people knowing that I'm a cannibal and a murderer is it's a punishment. Bitch, what? You're free. Like, wow. Like, not only did daddy come to your fucking rescue again, mm-hmm. but you didn't even have to serve time. Yeah. And your charges in France were dropped. You spent 12 days in a mental hospital. And then okay. declared sane somehow. Yeah. What the fuck? It's all that English literature. I mean, the guy clearly is a smart guy, but... I okay, he's a book smart guy. We'll yep. say that because he got his PhD. You have to be book smart to get your street smart. Fuck no. Mm-mm. Dumb, dumb as a rock. Except for the rocks you were talking about. Those rocks aren't dumb. No, they're cursed. Those rocks are very intelligent. Don't they take know those rocks. Call. Yeah. <laughs> they got GPS in them or some shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. They will let you know that they are not happy with their new living arrangement and to put yeah, them back. The, but this guy. Wow. Those rocks are smarter than this guy when it comes to street smarts. <laughs> those rocks would take this guy and kick him in the ass. Oh my God. Is that not crazy? Oh my God. That's insane. I was reading this going, how the fuck am I going to get through this? Eric's like, what are you reading? I was like, you don't want to know. You, you know, do not you don't want to know. <laughs> But Is that not crazy? Getting caught trying to cut somebody's ass cheek off, but they think you're trying to rape them, and you don't. I admit- would take the rape. <laughs> <laughs> like I would take the rape. I don't want people to know I'm going to try to cut your ass cheek off so I can eat it. Go have a 
you know, brisket later. Oh, God. And, like, he ate, he ate it raw? Yeah, it says raw and cooked. And he took pictures of the process. Oh, I can't. I can't right now. Like and he's still 53. It doesn't say he's dead. I don't have a death date. So this motherfucker is still alive. Still alive. Just chilling. Literally. Literally. Wow. Yeah, I got nothing. It's crazy. <laughs> it's freaking insane. Like, the fact that he became a sensation in Japan is fucking mind-blowing, but I don't know. The world is a very strange place. Murder, cannibal, necrophilia, bestiality. Curse like- rocks. Curse rocks. So, I mean, <laughs> we had it all. God, I love our podcast. We literally get it all in there, man. Literally. Man, that's crazy. Okay. Well, you know, that's fine. If you go to Uluru, don't take the rocks. Don't take the rocks. If you go to Japan, stay out of Kobe. I think that's where he lives. Well, he's bedridden now, so I think you're okay. Uh, yeah. But. Well, I don't know. He's got, you know, people taking care of him. His caregivers could be bringing him, you know. Ash cheeks on a platter. We don't know. We don't know what's going on over there. The little jiggle. <laughs> Jiggly ash cheek. Here you go. Oh, my God. Can't. Okay. Well, um, that was fun. That, yep. that was fun. Happy New Year, y'all. Yeah. Happy New Year. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh. I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. We can find us at the usual. Mm-hmm. Coffee Chaos Chatter at everything. <laughs> <laughs> we got at Gmail. <laughs> we got dot at com. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. Discord. Discord. Yeah. Uh, we are seeing a little more love. Oh, yeah, we are. And I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Our little maps is starting to get a little more glowy. Like that. We're doing good. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to go all crazy. I'm not taking any rocks. No rocks. No rocks have been no taken rocks. in this podcast. And I can't even. I can't even with my guy. It just takes me back to like, was it middle school? We had the one. Teacher that would call them steak phalanges. Remember on Thursdays you would have like either chicken or steak fingers or whatever. I don't remember. I don't remember steak phalanges. But yeah, yeah they would that's... call them steak phalanges, and of course, like because phalanges are fingers and toes. Yeah, no. It'd be a cannibalistic never. dream. <laughs> Crunchy. Right. <laughs> I'm hungry. Let me just oh, eat my finger. They left the bone in it. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate laughing. Here we go. No, that was good. Okay. Well, uh, anyway. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. I hope your New Year's going good. Hit us up. Say hi. Ooh, maybe we could do like an episode of people's resolutions. There you go. Yeah, if you yeah. have a New Year's resolution. Email us at coffeechaoschatter at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Or Discord. Or Discord. Yeah. Wow, we have a lot of ways that people get in touch with us. We do. Even the website. You can get in contact yeah. with us through the website. Mm-hmm. At the Coffee dot coms. Chat. At the dot coms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just want to huh? know the, the story behind your tradition. And if you, or not tradition, your resolution, resolution. and if you actually okay. stuck with it or not. Or if you've already failed. If you've <laughs> already failed, it's not too late to start over. No, it's not. Saying. It's only like day two in the new year. So you're doing good. This is actually coming out on day, like, what day is it? 15. Day seven. Eight. Day seven. Eight. Day eight. 
But the good news is Monday is two days away and you can just rock out the rest of the weekend, start back fresh on Monday. Bam. Nailed it. Got a whole year, all 360 whatever fucking days, because I don't know if it's a leap year. Oh, yeah. Mm. You have the almanac, not me. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Anyway. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.